We want to welcome you to the Bible teaching ministry of Fellowship Bible Church, where our desire is to honor God by faithful obedience to His Word. If you want to understand the Bible better, please continue to listen as Pastor Matt Postiff explains and applies the biblical text one verse at a time. You can reach us with questions or for more teaching audio and print material at our website, fbcaa.org. You can also watch our services live at fbcaa.org slash live. We want to thank you for listening and pray that you will be edified. Join us now as Pastor Postiff opens God's Word. Welcome this evening to our Thanksgiving Eve service. And I know some are traveling tonight. We're missing them, but we're going to enjoy a little uh, singing and uh, testimonies. Uh, so that's your warning. Uh, there's another one. Good. Thank you for coming. Um, so be forewarned, I'm going to ask for some Thanksgiving testimonies, so you'll be ready. And I do have one from one of our folks who could not be here tonight. I'm going to read from a couple, let me see, I want to do this. Yeah, I'll read in Scripture. I'm going to read in First Chronicles 16. Uh, if you have a Bible and want to follow along, I'd invite you to do so, First Chronicles 16. This is an interesting portion of Scripture because you'll find that the first... Um, 15, well, it's actually not the first verses of the chapter, but the first verses of David's song of thanksgiving are found in Psalm 105, verses 1 through 15. Uh, so verses, it's really verses 8 to 22 are paralleled with that psalm. So you know where the psalmist got it. Well, let me, let me read the passage and you'll see. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he distributed to everyone of Israel, both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. That was so nice. They're having a little bounteous feast there as well. And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to commemorate to thank and to praise the Lord God of Israel. Asaph, the chief, and next to him Zechariah, then Jehiel, Shemiramot, Jehiel, Mattathiah, Eliah, Benaiah, and Obed-Edom. Jehiel was stringed instruments in harps, but Asaph made music with cymbals. Benaiah and Jehaziel, the priests, regularly blew the trumpets before the ark of the covenant of God. On that day, David first delivered this psalm into the hand of Asaph and his brethren to thank the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Tell or talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Israel, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord, our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. When you were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, 
When they went from one nation to another and from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no man to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. And let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field rejoice in all that is in it. Then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And say, save us, O God of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. That's First Chronicles 16, 1 through 36. And I am purposely omitting the last few verses, which are uh, the arrangements for the regular worship to be maintained at the temple. Well, not the temple yet, but the tabernacle and its environs. I'd like to give you in a moment a uh, time of Thanksgiving testimonies. We'll have a little microphone that we can pass around that Daniel will uh, shepherd to you when uh, that time comes. In just a moment, so be thinking about that. Um, I wanted to share uh, with you another little reading which I uh, had from some years ago now, 15 years ago. I don't know if I've read it in the meanwhile. I haven't kept a record on that, but just a little history of Thanksgiving. And uh, the the author writes, It was a bitter two-month sea journey the pilgrims endured on their passage from England to Plymouth Rock. Upon landing, they gathered for a prayer service before setting out to build shelter. They were severely unprepared for the harsh New England winter that was approaching. After that winter of 1620 killed almost half of their population, the pilgrims were befriended by members of the Wampanoag tribe. The Indians taught the naive colonists about fishing, planting, and hunting, thereby ensuring their survival. When the fall of 1621 began to set in, they had reaped a bountiful harvest and preserved enough food to allow them to survive the coming winter thanks to their Indian neighbors. I just paused to ask you, if you had to preserve enough food grown out of the dirt on your own land to survive the winter, would you be able to do it? That's a tough call, huh? No way. Yeah, if Kroger wasn't there, uh, it would be bad news, huh? As an expression of their thanks to God, the colonists hosted a three-day feast to celebrate the harvest and the transformation of their fortunes from the previous winter. 
this meal today is thought of as the first Thanksgiving. Can you imagine all of them within the last year having been touched by death in their families? Half of the people gone. They're giving thanks to God. In the years to come during the fall, the governor of each New England colony would declare a day of thanksgiving so that the people could prayerfully thank God for supplying their needs. In 1777, I believe that, 150 years later, the Continental Congress decreed that all 13 colonies were to jointly celebrate victory over the British. Twelve years later, the first national thanksgiving occurred. The congressional record for September 25, 1789 Issued in it was issued a resolution stating, resolved that a joint committee of both houses be directed to wait upon the President of the United States to request that he would recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. How about that? Here's Congress now saying, Mr. President, we're expecting that you're going to lead this nation in thanksgiving to God. The resolution was delivered to President George Washington, who wholly concurred with the request, declaring, Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. Now, therefore, I do appoint Thursday, the 26th day of November, 1789, that we may all unite to render unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection. Days of Thanksgiving were celebrated on varying dates throughout the nation for the next several years. It was not until 1863, following the 30-year effort of Gaudi's lady book editor, Sarah Joseph Hale, that a National Day of Thanksgiving was declared. In 1863, President Abraham Lincoln declared a national day of thanksgiving in hopes of bringing healing to a land that had suffered greatly in civil war. He set aside the last Thursday in November, declaring, We often forget the source from which the blessings of fruitful years and healthful skies come. No human wisdom hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God. Do you remember that? El Elyon from Genesis 14, God Most High. I therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States to observe the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. 1941, Congress established the fourth Thursday of November as a national holiday. None too soon, I might add. It had been a practical national holiday all of the years before that, since 17, the late 1700s, actually before that to the early 1600s in our own land. What a blessing that is to, uh, to hear. Well, let's uh, open the floor here for some Thanksgiving testimonies if you have one. JL, I see you're ready. Daniel will get you that microphone there. Um, I'm just, you know, thankful that that uh, Christ made a way for us to be in his family and that he's with us no matter what, through the good times and through the tough times, um, and he will be forevermore and he'll never leave us. And I, I just, that's just a comforting truth. 
Um, and then I'm also just thankful for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ too. Um, and just that we can worship God together, we can praise him together, sing together, pray with each other, um, just support each other, and I'm just thankful for that too. Amen. You have something to be thankful for, Sam? Enoch? I'm thankful that we could go to church. That's a blessing, Enoch. Thank you. Josiah has something. I'm thankful for the sun. <laughs> for the sun. It was a nice sunny day out today, wasn't it? Anybody else over there? No? Okay, who else has a testimony of Thanksgiving? All right, while you're thinking about that, let me share with you our, our brother Mike was unable to be here tonight, uh, but for an okay reason, his wife is back home now, just came home uh, today from uh, her hospitalization, and uh, he wanted me to pass on. He's very thankful to the Lord for what we have had and what he has given to us. He says, he adds that he wants to pray that God will guide us as to what comes in the future, and he's also very thankful to be in a church like ours and to know God's word. And then uh, he had to add a last-minute addendum to that, so I, I just changed my screen over to that. And he says uh, his thankfulness to the Lord is for what Jesus did for us on the cross and what he has planned for us believers in heaven with him for eternity. So I pass that on behalf of Brother Mike to the church, and I hope that's a blessing to you as well. Okay, who else has a Thanksgiving testimony? We're going to get up to Becky always has one, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, yes. I am so thankful to God for a church that preaches the word. I'm thankful for our pastor who is so steadfast in getting out the word to us, taking us through the scriptures, reading with one book until we've read through the entire Bible together, out loud on Sundays and Wednesdays and it's such a blessing. I am so thankful that I have a sister, my only sibling, who knows the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. as her Savior. We know that we are twice sisters now, and we will walk through eternity together. And there's nothing that is sweeter than that. And I just thank you that my niece Heidi did have her surgery this morning and the latest word was that she was being taken up to room 502 and she's going to spend the night in the care of the hospital staff and then she's going home and she's going to have her mother as her personal nurse. That's not <laughs> with, too bad. With Aunt Becky standing by in case she's needed. Yes. So I just thank God for that and for bringing her through. And I thank, I'm thankful for my church family who has prayed along with me faithfully 
throughout this entire ordeal. It's not over yet, Mm-mm. but thank God she's done with chemo. She's through the surgery, and we just pray that he would just touch her and help her to recover completely. Amen. So thank you, Lord, for the blessings that just flow around us. For each one in this room, everyone, David, Daniel, Naomi, Johnny back there on the board, (laughs) for the Carnes family, every one of them, Ben, JL, Kezia, Josiah, (laughs) Enoch, and Sam. And for my pastor, which I've already said. So I guess I've talked enough and... (laughs) All right, Daniel, how about you bring that mic back to, I think uh, you have something? All right, go ahead. Get that back to Mrs. Postiff. A year goes so fast, but there's so many blessings that the Lord has just given through each each year and this year certainly he each day he loads us with benefits and um uh so many it's hard to name but first just thank the lord for his work in my life i don't deserve it uh none of us do we know but he is good and he is is so faithful and um i'm thankful for um just what he has done to bring me to himself, um, and uh, I'm thankful to be in the body of Christ. It is um, just so good to be with other believers, um, and uh, I've thought that recently when we've had different opportunities to have fellowship, and just what an encouragement it is, and such a joy, and um, I'm thankful. F- Another thing that came to mind is I'm thankful for all the kids that are here at church and um, on uh, Sunday nights, it's a real joy to me to hear the um, Josiah and Enoch and Sam and Kezia all say their Bible verses and truth trackers and some mm-hmm. of the other kids uh, who come for that as well. And just to, to um, see the, the bright, um, just the bright, uh, light there that in their eyes as they can say those verses and it's just a real blessing i love to hear that and really to just we i I love all of our kids here they're just a blessing to me and um and i'm thankful for my own kids and my family i just um rejoice in god's goodness um uh for all that he's done for us amen very good. Thank you. Anybody else? No, nope, one more. Ben, Mr. Carnes. <laughs> well, I, I just thank the Lord for, uh, uh, I don't know, there's so many things to be thankful for. I just don't know where to begin, but... Uh, just uh, it's been a whirlwind year of tons of opportunities to serve others and serve the Lord and uh, uh, 
with that come responsibilities that uh, would have stressed me out quite a bit only a few years ago, but I've just learned to put, cast my burdens on the Lord and not worry about it. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, things have gone really well. And, uh, you know, the art fair outreach and um, VBS and um, the various things. And, uh, and uh, now a crazy work schedule. And <laughs> um, <laughs> And then uh, had an opportunity to go to Bibles International, and there's uh, some, there's a lot of opportunity there that I'm praying that I can take more advantage of. That uh, there's just so much work that can be done by people who know how to program. So, <laughs> so uh, I anticipate that'll be soon a praise and thanksgiving how that goes. Um, but. Uh, um, even uh, what we've been able to do thus far has been a real encouragement and just hearing from actual people using those Bibles and uh, benefiting from our work and uh, you know, hearing from different people out in the field helping with the translations and stuff. Uh, and uh, so... I don't know, that's kind of a hodgepodge of things I'm thankful for. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm too tired to think of more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, Ben, thank you. Very good. Well, the scripture said in First Chronicles 16, verse number 8, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds, among the peoples. And so we're not here tonight just to talk about Thanksgiving. We're here to talk Thanksgiving, if you know the difference. We're not just talking about it. We're trying to do it in song and with these testimonies. And I thank each one of you for, for doing that. And I thank God for you and for his kindness. I thought I would just to share a lighter message here. We don't have very much time, but I have uh, the, a message here that I uh, titled, uh, Have a Healthy Thanksgiving. Have a Healthy Thanksgiving. And uh, the truth that I'm going to get across to you, I hope, is that Thanksgiving is healthy. Now, I'm not talking about whether it's healthy to stuff yourself like a turkey tomorrow as you eat, okay? I'm talking about a different kind of health, uh, I gleaned several interesting thoughts uh, reading just an article or two about the health of Thanksgiving. And so what I wanted to do is share that with you and then talk a little bit about the biblical side of a, of a healthy Thanksgiving. This is the medical side of a healthy Thanksgiving. And the Bible uh, adds to this. So let's see what the, uh, what the medical establishment or some say, and then we'll add to that. Says this in this article that I pulled from um, uh, the web at uh, Comfort Care. According to a recent study, and this was published in NIH, uh, government uh, website, grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and report feeling healthier than other people. Hmm. Also, grateful people are more likely to take care of their health. 
they exercise more often and are more likely to attend regular checkups, which is likely to contribute to further longevity. Gratitude also improves psychological health. It reduces a multitude of toxic emotions from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Now remember, this isn't Bible, this isn't me speaking, this is science. Uh, Some researchers who have published this at the NIH, uh, National Institute of Health, According to Robert A. Emmons, professor of psychology at University of California, Davis, known probably better to some of us as UC Davis and um, a well-known research college, and a leading scientific, listen to this, a leading scientific expert on the science of gratitude. I didn't know there was such a person, but there is. Uh, The practice of gratitude, he says, can have dramatic and lasting effects on a person's life. Now listen to this. Being thankful can lower blood pressure, improve immune function, facilitate more efficient sleep. Gratitude reduces lifetime risk for depression, anxiety and substance abuse disorders, and is a key resiliency factor in the prevention of suicide. Emmons believes gratitude works because, and here's his explanation of the mechanism of it, because it allows individuals to celebrate the present and be an active participant in their own lives. I don't necessarily buy all that, but we'll let it stand as it is. By valuing and appreciating friends, oneself, situations, and circumstances, it focuses the mind on what an individual already has, then something that's absent and is needed. Now, I could get behind that. Gratitude is also associated with higher levels of good cholesterol, HDL, lower levels of bad cholesterol, LDL, and lower systolic and diastolic blood pressure, both at rest and in the face of stressful situations. Did you know that gratitude has all those health benefits? Yeah, I guess I'll have to start saying take a dose of vitamin G now or vitamin T for Thanksgiving if you're having some issues. Being grateful also has positive benefits on sleep quality. Isn't that so true? If you go to bed thinking thankful thoughts versus anxious thoughts, what's going to happen to you? It's tremendous. We've been saying this for years. I mean, and people have known this intuitively. Being grateful also has uh, positive benefits on sleep quality. According to a study conducted in England with 400 participants, 40% of whom had sleep disorders, gratitude was related to having more positive thoughts and fewer negative ones at bedtime. This, in turn, was associated with dozing off faster and sleeping longer and better. Now, all the above is secular research. Fascinating, though, I feel. Very fascinating. But what is God's wisdom on the matter? Well, we've, we saw a little bit as we read here, and I want to just glean a couple of thoughts from it and, and kind of emphasize in your mind, if you are a person given to melancholy, to uh, sadness, to difficult thoughts, to things like that, you need to get a dose of vitamin G, gratitude. And you will find that it will help you tremendously. A lot of people go through life and they're just unhappy and no joy. But let me show you something from the scriptures here. Gratitude for specific things 
in the specific direction of God amplifies the benefits that we just mentioned. Thanksgiving in Scripture is associated with rejoicing and being glad. How many times have you seen, you know, rejoice and be glad and give thanks? And we saw that in, in this text. Uh, sing to him, sing psalms, talk of his wondrous works. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek his, the Lord in his strength forevermore. Remember his marvelous works. So many times in Scripture we see this connection of thanksgiving and rejoicing and being glad. And being glad and happy in turn is like what, according to Proverbs 17, 22? Being glad and happy is like good medicine. So indeed, vitamin G can help reduce your need for medicine. It's as good as medicine. Gratefulness toward God draws us closer to God and our relationship with Him. And that can never do our body or soul harm, can it? If you're closer to God, it's always going to do you good. It can never do you bad because He's the source of all that is good. I have other thoughts here as well. So association with rejoicing and being glad, drawing us closer to God and His goodness. Thirdly, gratitude promotes overall health because it reduces the morally and sometimes physically dangerous pursuit of inordinate desires. If you lack gratefulness and you say, I want that and that and that, you can get involved in foolish pursuits trying to reach those things. And so gratitude can promote overall health because you don't stress out about those matters. Those are true benefits of thanksgiving, but of course the first and highest reason is that gratitude is holy. Gratitude is holy. Gratitude is godly. It is urged upon us by God himself. It's modeled by Jesus Christ. I, I saw in Matthew eleven twenty five where Jesus says, I thank you, Father. And he says it again. It's recorded, rather, again in another of the Gospels. But there he's saying, I thank you, Father, that you've revealed these things to babies, to infants, as it were, and not to the wise and the prudent. Thanksgiving is the expressed desire of God for us. Doesn't it tell us in the Bible and everything give thanks? All, always, at all times, in every circumstance, give thanks to the Lord. Lack of gratitude is a morally repugnant and shameful character trait. That's why we teach our children to say thank you. How how bad it is when a child receives something from someone and does not even say a word, just turns around and goes their way. We train our children to say thank you even before they feel the thanks. You know, they, they might say if they're contrary-minded, why do I have to say thanks? I don't feel thankful. Yeah, right, then give it back. Give your meal back that you just so happily took to fill your stomach. We hope that training them will help them to be socially acceptable at least and more importantly develop in them an ability to stop and think that what other people do for them and what God has provided for them is worthy of their acknowledgement and thanksgiving. So this is external training which aims to develop inward character traits. But as you know, external training cannot instill interior or internal character traits. External training is insufficient to accomplish that goal because the inward takes teaching and thought and change of heart 
But I will say this is critically important. So keep on training the external and hopefully that it will seep into the internal and change the character of one. It's like a, it's like a, a revolution in your life when you come of age and you're now not saying thank you because you have to, but because you recognize the critical importance of it and you're giving thanks because you don't deserve what you've been given. You recognize God has delivered it to you. You recognize the love that is expressed in giving those, whatever those provisions are to you, either by parents or other loved ones or God or whatever. But lack of gratitude is, is shameful. We want to we want to extirpate that from our lives. We want to be grateful people. In fact, we've often said in Romans one, lack of gratitude is one of the high-handed sins of unbelief. Also, another benefit: giving thanks induces your memory to be active in thinking of God's goodness. We saw that as we read the Psalms. Remember His marvelous works. Remember his wonders and his judgments of his mouth. Remember the covenant that he gave to, to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. Uh, you're, what it does is it adapts and changes our entire frame of mind because we're now thinking about what God has done for us instead of like, oh, what I don't have or how awful and evil my life is and blah, blah, blah. Thanksgiving also means that you have less time to complain and gripe. If you spend more time giving thanks, you have less time to complain about things that are not right in your life. Now, there are plenty of those things. We all have them. But you know, complaining is not actually going to do anything good about those things, is it? I can imagine somebody might be objecting, well, Thanksgiving doesn't help either those negative things in my life, except it will, and it does. We just talked about just the scientific side of it. It will help your mindset, that we, as we saw from secular science and, and also from our biblical theology. That mindset shift will in turn mean that you look at the imperfect things in a different way. You manage them in a, differently in your mind. You approach them with a different attitude. You solve them with gratitude instead of anger or dissatisfaction. Finally, I'll mention giving thanks gets your eyes off of yourself and points your eyes to God and to others outward. This is why being grateful reduces depression and similar negative feelings because it takes your eyes off of yourself and puts them on others. It may even help you to see the need of others which outstrips your own problems as you feel them to be. Your own perceived needs begin to look small when you thank God for all the things that He has given to you and you recognize what He has not given to some others whom you have observed throughout the world. I will mention in passing a bad kind of thanksgiving. And you say, well, how can that be? Well, in Jonah chapter 4, verse 6, it records that Jonah was thankful for the plant which had grown up to give him shade. But you don't hear him or see it written that he was thankful to God for giving the plant. His gratitude was self-centered because the plant provided him comfort from the heat and the blazing brightness of the sun. 
And so I take from this, and you can see it later from his attitude. You know, once the plant goes away, then he's angry. He's angry at God. He's angry enough to die. And besides that, he doesn't even care about the residents of Nineveh or all the cattle and the animals that are there. And so we know that he fell into a sort of thanksgiving that was a selfish sort of thanksgiving. You know, boy, thank God I have... He doesn't even thank God. He's thank, thankful that I have this plant here to keep me from being, you know, uh, miserable. I'm thankful that I have a plant to protect me. Did, did the plant really protect him? God protected him, maybe, more than the plant for sure. If both, if you say, you know, I am thankful for something about me, in other words, if the subject and the object are about me and no one else is mentioned, I have to wonder about that kind of thanksgiving. Where's God in that? Or where is the person who gave you, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for this food. I'm, I'm not thankful for the person who prepared it in the kitchen or the person who paid for it, but I'm thankful for this food. Well, what's that? You're going to be thankful to the person for, uh, to, you know, from whom the benefit came. Or if the subject is me and the object is a material thing, you know, I'm thankful for Turkey Day. Well, why? You should also pause and you should say to yourself, "Mm -mm, I've got to go beyond that. I've got to give specific thanks to a specific person for the things that he has done for me. And we remind ourselves that we have something eminently worthy of our thanksgiving. That is for, for Christians who have a Savior. He sacrificed His life in payment for our sins, sins that we committed against Him, against Him. Our Savior took the punishment that we deserved, and when God the Father looks at us, He sees not our sin, but Christ's righteousness. So even if you've lost everything, if your house burns to the ground, if every friend leaves you, if every you know financial instrument goes to zero, you still have God and you still have salvation and you can still thank Him for the greatest of all gifts. Christian theology reminds us that God is infinite. So He is under, over, in, and through everything. Whatever good and right thing we are thankful for must be associated somehow with God because He gave it. He made it. He arranged it. He provided it. Gratitude affects our mind, our speech, our attitude, our bodies, our health, our sleep. So Thanksgiving is healthy. I hope your Thanksgiving will be healthy. I hope that you will see that uh, Thanksgiving is health-giving to your body and to your soul. Well, I thank each one of you for taking the time out of your evenings tonight to come to the church or spend the time with us on the computer. And I trust that you'll have a wonderful Thanksgiving, indeed a healthy Thanksgiving, because giving thanks is healthy for your mind and your body and your soul. And uh, may God bless you and keep you, make His face to shine upon you and give you peace. Oh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may you be blessed. Amen. Good night.